Morning, it's Tifana. Kia ora, or just, you know, your afternoon, good night, whenever you're listening to this. It's up to you, right? It is the 13th of July, Thursday, 2023, just in case you go, what year was Malo Sui for? I'm so Malo. Unfortunately, Evie's not joining me today. She uh, is currently off on a military training exercise in the American state of Hawaii. Uh, so, best of luck to Evie. <laughs> Truth is, Evie is taking a break. Um, we launched the show a couple months ago, and it's been pretty full on. Admittedly, Evie, more so than me, I'll be honest, uh, Evie's been working on the Tahi for, for a long time, like, but I, I joined very late in the game. Um, and, I, you know, it just gets to that point where sometimes you just need a break, just need to unplug for a little while, spend some time just off the phone and just chilling out. This is Evie doing that. I'm going to take a little break in August. I'm going to head back home to Samoa. So you know how it is, right? You just, you've been working too hard for too long. You just need a break. And that's what Evie's doing. Um, when she gets back, we've got plenty going on. But she has also, before she left, uh, we've done a ton of stuff. Um, we did a ton of interviews. We recorded some bonus content for you. We're going to be playing that out, uh, out over the show today. Um, in particular, we're going to start off the show today with Evie's interview from Ella. Now, you may have heard the first half of this interview on Tuesday's show, uh, but this is the second half of that, talking a little bit more about Matariki. Matariki, baby. Māori New Year. We were lucky enough on Tuesday to have uh, in-depth Chao Māori journalist Alice Stewart uh, teach us a little about holding your own hotapu ceremony and the joy of just giving it a geese. Mm. Uh, we're lucky enough to have her back in the studio again as she's written a beautiful piece about Matariki. Specifically, it's it's essentially a love letter to her mother's absolute love of Matariki. Um, kia ora again, Iho. Thank you for kia joining ora. me. How are you on this different day that we're recording this? Yeah, it looks super good, you know. Pumped for Matariki. Pump for Matariki. A bit of time off, bit of annual leave. I'm going up north with my whanau. Oh, good on you. Going back to my, my Turanga Waiwai. Well, that'd be nice. Swim in my moana, walk Ooh. up my maunga, you know. Good on you. Good time to reconnect. Lap it up, yeah. lap it up. Um, this first person essay, this love letter to your mum's love of Matariki. It's beautiful. So when did your mum's sort of love affair with Matariki start? Is yeah. there sort of this pinpoint moment where you were like, oh, here we go. Mum's mm. found this awesome thing. Could yeah. you share a few memories about that? Yeah, totally. My mum was, it kind of all began when my mum was studying to be a teacher um, at Teachers College, uh, to be a primary school teacher. And as part of that, they make like a whole bunch of cute projects and super cool stuff like that. And of course, as an Apuhi woman, my mum, she was like, I'm going to do a project about Matariki. Um, and that kind of involved us, you know, like walking up up the road to the stationery shop to, to Paper Plus, um, grabbing one of those like plastic boards of like, I have since become, um, I've since known that it's core flute, those, those oh. called, you use for like science projects and stuff. I know what you when mean, I didn't kid. know I had a name. No, neither did I. Yeah, um, anyway, those big pieces of plastic board and we went and mum bought one of those and then we got home and she was like doing research about Matariki, she like booted up the old like home PC, you know, the big like monitor and like it takes like 15 minutes to turn on, you know, it was the early 2000s, mm, times mm. were tough. Mm. Um, <laughs> and she like boots it up and she's like writing, she opens a Word document and she like does the little text boxes and she's like writing up all these facts about Matariki. And I want to keep in mind that my mum like didn't grow up steeped in Te Ao Māori. You know, like our whānau moved to Tāmaki for jobs and with that comes like a huge loss of ancestral knowledge. And like a lot of Māori, like the urbanisation of Māori, we lost a lot of our, our mātauranga. So this... The fact she was writing about Matariki weren't, it wasn't Matauranga passed down from our ancestors and from our um, Komatoa. It was like um, cute facts that she found in library books that she she got out from the library. And um, 
on you know wikipedia if you know like the the kind of stuff she could find and that's the thing she's doing her best with what she could find at the time so she made that project and it stuck around in our house for a really long time like I'm pretty sure mum still has it in the I was going to ask, do you still have yeah, it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I, although I have to ask her, when I called her about this project, I was like, do you remember where that is? You know, like, and she's <laughs> like, I don't know, but um, it had, like, little interactive, like, cardboard, like, flaps you could open and see the facts, and it had, like, little things glued on, and I remember her making it, and I thought it was really special, and she even offered it up to a family friend who was going through teacher's college and was like, do you want this resource I've made? And he said no, and I think she was secretly quite pleased um so there was that that kind of began it but then she really I think that project really instilled her wanting to give us that knowledge mm. of Te Māori like what she could give us the very limited knowledge she had but she was like how can I instill Te Māori in my mm. in my tamariki so we ended up going I remember being vividly remember being pulled out of bed in the middle of the night, um, wrapped in blankets and, like, pulled up a maunga. And I'm pretty sure it was, like, One Tree Hill. You know, like, <laughs> that's not the maunga I fuck a papa to. But, like, you do what you can when you live in a city, in a big city, which you don't fuck a papa to. So we're being pulled up to, to One Tree Hill in the dark and mum being like, there, there's motariki. And I was just like, um, cool. Like, <laughs> I can't really see that. I'm a child. I'm a child. I'm cold, but that's I wear, awesome. like, You know, I don't have great eyesight. But I was like, cool, you know. And... Um, we did that, and I also remember going to like a event at the Stardome Observatory in, in Tamaki, um, which was more like about the astronomy, and you know, you're in the, you know, in there, and they're showing you the stars on the big screen. If you've ever been to the Stardome, it's pretty cool. Check it out, kids. Um, we did that, you know, and it's not like a super tell Māori way of doing it, but they, that wasn't available when we were little, you know. Like now, you're seeing all these amazing kuran schools doing. Um, Hotapu doing all these matariki celebrations that wasn't as much a thing like we had hangi mm. you know but but um I went to a school in North Shore so it wasn't super steeped in te ao Māori but as I say like mum is trying to give us any knowledge she has of matariki even if it's not the matauranga you know and that and that really made me it taught me a really important lesson which was kind of like value your culture. Mm. And I didn't get it. You know, I, I didn't like being pulled out of bed. Kids never do. You never get no, it when you're a kid. You, you just don't. don't know. Yeah, Yeah, and now I like, now, you know, like when Matariki was made a public holiday last year, mum was so excited, you know, and that's so special. And now we go away every year. We go up north, um, to Napuhi land, um, you know, all the good stuff up there. And it's just a time for our whanau to be with each other because lives get busy oh yeah yeah so that was kind um, of my childhood with Matariki I love the way you speak about your mum now and also Mm. in what you've written in that sense of like she didn't have all the information no but she had the love she had the love for her culture the love for her tamariki she just wanted to share whatever she could and I think that just speaks so well to how I think all of us can engage with Matariki, which is, look, if you don't know everything, mm. no one's coming at you. Kei It's all good. You know Just what? give it a go. And it like made me think, when I was little, we used to do, at a Puni primary school, uh, shout <laughs> out, we used to do like a big thing on Matariki every year. And my parents are British immigrants. Yeah. They had no idea what it was. But we'd go out there and it was, we'd have hangi, mm. everyone's families were there, mm. all these hard-out dads would bring these big heaters and like yeah, show yeah, off yeah. about it in little blankies. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know what on earth we mm. were doing but I loved it yeah. and it was awesome totally. and I kind of feel that way about Matariki now like I admit I don't know everything I'm mostly mm. learning from you to be fair <laughs> um, but 
you know, get amongst yeah. it and have a nice time. I also I'm gonna say one more thing and I hope you up a little bit. Yeah. I think it's really gorgeous and beautiful and stunning and amazing and ever before seen that that information that was unavailable to you mm. as a kid, you're now the one putting that information mm. out for people. You know, I you're, never thought about that. Like, like that, that I was when I was reading your story, your your first person love letter, that was the main thing I took from it was all of these things mm. that were missing you know, this information you couldn't get. You're the one putting it out to everyone. And you have a great way of making everyone feel welcome, making mm. everyone feel, like, not judged. And I think it's just so important. And you should really pat yourself on a little back because, like, it's great. That's Thank really you. nice. It's yeah, so true. Maybe I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect you to say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's really kind. No, no it's true, yeah. though. It's very true it's because... It's a special way, like, it's such a special time of year and it's such a special time to, like, reflect on our role as, like my role as as a as a Maori woman, um, navigating this space to distill information for our Maori communities, mm. um, and it's always a bonus when other people can learn from it as well. You know, of course, yeah, um, yeah. I love my mum. Your mum sounds she, great. Oh, she's so cool. She you know? sounds great. I really want to meet your mum because yeah. honestly, for the for the listeners who don't know, Ella always has great jewellery and like great little <laughs> outfits on. I always, always my like, mum. I'm like, where'd you get those? She's like, my mum. <laughs> she she has such good fashion sense. She's like really come into herself. She's just awesome. Our like fa um our like fano fuddy like our like our home that I grew up in that my parents still own and that I would uh like I frequently have bad dreams about them moving out of it like oh with you my mum still lives in the house I grew up in like, as well oh, like God. my like my great grandfather built that house I feel very connected to it even though it's like not it's in Auckland so it's like not you know like on my ancestral whenua but like you know we moved here for jobs um right now it's decorated with insanely beautiful matariki like decorations like she's I think I think you might have seen I posted photos on Instagram I did yeah she has like an, she, my mum's also for context for the listeners my mum's obsessed with orange so her front door is orange love because we it, she has um, bright orange hair as well oh not anymore God. but you know mm. like she did and I have I have red hair and so does my sister orange door with like all these beautiful like star decals these like Māori like Māori designed um, fitu of matariki with all the labels of the different matariki fitu and then like twinkly lights like oh. a, a starlight in the windows like she's obsessed with matariki and we're going up north and like I'm like how are you going to bring your decorations with you because like you know like we can't that's all she's like well the decorations at home I'll leave the lights on and stuff so like the neighbourhood can enjoy it and like our our house is the only house decorated for matariki on the street and like I wouldn't have it in any other way I love it. You know, like, it's special. I want everyone to get on board, but it's also, like, mm. It's also kind of my thing. <laughs> yeah, it's my thing. But I also, you know, it's everyone's thing. It's, like, everyone, not just, like, Māori. I want everyone to get on board with Matariki. And we're back with another update on the Zuck, bruh. All right? Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, we were talking about it uh, earlier in the week. The two of them are looking to face off in the arena. Now, I don't know if you've seen a photo of Elon Musk with his shirt off, but... Look, I'm not going to shame anybody. I'm just saying Elon Musk, you know, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Mark Zuckerberg, on the other hand, bro, this dude is jacked to the tits, man. I just saw a photo of him yesterday. He, it looks like he's training with Arisenia and Volkanovski, two of the greatest fighters in UFC history, also from the South Pacific Oceania region of Aotearoa in Australia. Mark Zuckerberg has a six-pack, bro. Here, let's pull up the photo. Fo- We're going to pull up the photo for uh, people that are listening. Looking at this photo right now. Mark Zuckerberg has a six-pack. Wasn't what I expected. 
kind of puts me to shame. I feel like I couldn't beat that nerd up, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't think I could beat Mark Zuckerberg, man. That sucks. <laughs> I suppose if you like become a billionaire, right? You just gotta, you just gotta double down. If if anybody's coming to take your wealth, bro, you're gonna roundhouse them. Being trained by, like, I don't know if he's being trained, but he's training with, at least it looks like, Adisenya and the Volk, G. This is crazy. I feel like we gotta draw the line somebody, somewhere. Should billionaires be this powerful? Alright? Hire a private army or something, dude. Just keep it keep it simple. You don't need to be this jacked. <laughs> like, what the... <laughs> so, so yeah, this is your update on Mark Zuckerberg. He is jacked to the nines. I take back every mean thing I said about Facebook, dude. Martin Lusui for joining me on the show today. Our illustrious guest comedian and host of Two Cents Too Much, Janae Henry. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Evie's a big fan. Um, unfortunately, Evie's not here, but she has sent me a bunch of stuff that she wants to talk about. Uh, she's a big fan of your comedy work, but also this latest series you've been doing with the spinoff, Two Cents Too Much. Um, talk to us a bit about that show and sort of how it came to be. And what you, I suppose, no, let's just start there. Let's, yeah. How did this show come to be? Um, I was working with Hexwork Productions at the time, which are like a branch of the spin-off. Mm. Um, and we sort of dreamed up the show concept, and then we fought for funding and the bloodbath that is. Oh, that is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for like two years, I think. Jeez. Yeah, and then we got funded this year, um, and Two Cents Too Much is... It's sort of like politics or, or newsy things, forangatahi and like bite-sized, digestible, hopefully little packages. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because each episode's around what seven to eight minutes or something like that. Yeah. What do you aim to achieve with the show? Ooh, what do I aim to achieve? I guess I've just always known that rangatahi actually are engaged with issues, mm. and if we present them on platforms that they're already engaging with, then we can start conversation and and. I don't know, I guess entice people to do something about all the stuff that's not that's not cool. Yeah, yeah. And some of those things that are not cool yeah. um, are the topics that you cover on the show. Uh, the first episode, yeah. which I thought was really interesting, was the discussion around, um, I suppose, like, one point in particular was, like, Balang is your pakia taking up space in Tereo classes. Yeah. Which is super interesting, because, like, as a Samoan, like, we, when I've done, when I've done Samoan language classes... The only time you see Balangis is either when I turn my camera on and I see myself and I go, oh, yeah. Or mm-hmm. it's people who are married to Samoans and have Samoan children. Like, that's the only time you really see, like, Balangis in those Samoan language spaces. Yeah. But I, I suppose Tereo has that totally different aspect of everyone's trying to learn it. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Was it was it a topic you were nervous to approach? Uh probably less nervous than I should have been (laughs) 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 and writing out I was like this is a dream this Mm. is going to be so straightforward and easy and then when it came out and then the comments started coming in I was like yeah you're correct we haven't covered every single potential nuance of this topic in seven minutes you're right but I think for the most part the conversation is important because at the moment there are more people who want to learn it than teachers Mm. And so it's interesting. I think ideally everyone would know Te Reo Māori, but I do think it's important to have these conversations, and I think sometimes we spend so long being like, thank you, for, thank you, Pākehā person, for learning it. That's so awesome mm. that we're scared to say, like, maybe maybe wait until <laughs> those wait lists clear. Yeah, yeah it's like a, a weird conversation to have, because eh? it's like I think Balangis probably don't understand that. It's like, cool, we're really happy that you're taking it in, but like, also, like, 
we weren't allowed to do this a couple of years ago because like Samoans is like back there was a period when we were colonized by New Zealand and Germany where it was like you couldn't learn Samoan who speak Samoan in public and now there's people my generation who are trying to reclaim it yeah we have that space to do so but you guys definitely have more of a struggle with Balang is taking up some of that space and I think it's like, it's not to be rude to them eh it's just like what? just let us have our turn quickly oh <laughs> I'm like absolutely buy like Scotty Morrison's book yeah you know, buy Māori Made Easy buy Hemi Kelly Māori Fraser Day like mm. I'm absolutely do it in your own space yeah. <laughs> but I think um I don't know. And I do think it is a different thing if you're, like, the parent of Māori kids or mm. if your partner's Māori. I do think it's, like, a really complex, nuanced thing. Mm. Um, but it's just different stakes, right? Yeah. When you're trying to reclaim a language or, yeah, revitalise a language versus it's, like, on the New Year's resi list yeah. and you want to, like, brag about it yeah, yeah. at, it's... like, the PTA meeting. Like, it's a different vibe. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And to... Um... It's like, uh, the like you mentioned, it's bite-sized packages, and if you don't mention those nuances, somebody's going to be like, well, because you didn't say it, <laughs> we've got beef, you know? Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, I see people, uh, I see it, and I think it's definitely a new type of, like, online engagement, is people being like, you haven't, like, like you're wrong by admission like you've 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 you haven't mentioned this so therefore like you hate it like yeah. what about this thing um but i think you did a really good job tackling it. and jordan with a y is like oh, not only a super talent but she's incredibly smart like um yeah. uh yeah she she was a perfect guest for the show yeah did you yeah. did you know immediately like when that topic came up that she was the person you wanted to chat to about it yeah well she was my te reo maori teacher oh okay yeah which so I just was like, yes, yeah, it's got to be her. Mm. Um, and also because I'd, I'd had the privilege of hearing her speak so much in class about Te Reo Māori and also because she reclaimed it too. So she mm. wasn't, yeah, she didn't have it growing up. Um, and so I think that's why I was like, she's done both sides of it. Mm. She knows what it's like to not know it and now to have it. Mm. Um, but yeah, she's so smart. She's so talented. Yeah. And we knew we wanted to do a song at the end. So I was like, it has to be hey, perfect score, right? Jordan. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, have there been any topics that you've covered on the show that have really possibly or potentially changed the way you think about that subject or look at it through mm, new eyes? That's such a good question. Maybe Cosy Livy. And hmm. obviously I knew it was bad, but we had the guest Shama Bell who is like a rock and roll economist hmm. who says things like empathy and love and and talks about like poverty, which mm. you don't hear a lot of um, economists do. Mm. And so I think it made me like less jaded. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think probably that episode, that interview, mm. I felt like I'd changed the most mm. by the end of it. It was, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Like we don't discuss poverty in that way often enough. And yeah. I think like, um, I, I think something that really highlighted was, I think you mentioned that People in the lower class aren't represented enough in media. Yeah. Unless we're like some cool news story where the news gets to be like, <laughs> oh, look at these poor people, you know. Yeah. Like, but like, you know, like I, I live in South Auckland, so I see it all the time. And I'm like, man, actually, it really highlighted to me that, yeah, we aren't represented like enough. Yeah. Like, it was quite a eye opener like, yeah. for me. Um, and I think you're right, too. It was like a really unique guest and, and that <laughs> they brought up those. Because I don't know, I just when I hear the word economist, I'm just like, oh, yeah, super capitalist, like. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I think I, in a way, I'd watched Shama Shama Bill's stuff, so I, I had an idea of who he was. Mm. But because he was an economist, I think I was preparing myself for like a gotcha interview. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> gotcha. And then he spoke and he was just incredibly empathetic mm. and intelligent and um, 
yeah, willing to tell the truth. I mean, the behind the scenes tea from that episode is I found out that he is a tooth fairy, gives twenty dollars a tooth. Twenty dollars. And I was like, now that's inflation. Yeah, <laughs> twenty bucks. I, know, I was like, look, I've got a few teeth. <laughs> you can have one of the back ones. I couldn't foresee my dad going to an ATM to give me money for because my tooth fell out. Yeah, like I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't see that. Like, then my dad was just like, your health kit, your dental's free. Like, come on, dude, let's just go and like, you want fillings? Let's go get it. Let's go get pull one out. Like, yeah, even he was. Um, I I also cracked up when he um when you asked him if there was a political party. Then land with him, and you just straight up was like, no, <laughs> like he almost like offended. I was like, wow, like, I just wasn't expecting that answer from him. Like, I know, I was like, well, who are we voting for? Like, yeah. who's good? But he was like, they can, they all do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> quite jarring, eh? Like, yeah. Have you got a favorite episode that you've done so far? I thought you could ask me if I have a favorite political party. Oh yeah, so what? Who are you voting for? Let's find out on the show. Like, no, no, yeah. Is there an exactly episode that like, you'd expect? I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but is there an episode that you like? You hold near and dear to your heart. Mm. I know you also have two more episodes still to come out. So yeah, yeah, coming up next is vaping and no, we did sex education museums. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I'm excited to see museums come out because mm. th- it's sort of about how I don't know. I was like, is everything in a museum? Stolen? Oh. <laughs> that feels like the vibe. Yeah. Um, so we got the head of Mataranga Māori from Te Papa to come up. Oh, perfect. And talk to us about yeah. that. And she's also promised me a tour of the archives of Te Papa. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Holy. I was like, that's some night at the museum realness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, oh, that's sick. I went to, um, I went to London Museum one time. Yeah. Yeah, you're just like, man, this is gross. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get that feeling as much at, like, Auckland Museum or Te Papa. Yeah. But, like, overseas, you're like, oh, yeah, this is... Just, you straight nick this stuff at me, like, 100%. <laughs> like, this stuff's stolen. I haven't been to Auckland Museum yet. Really? Yeah. I think it was, like, a if you grew up in Auckland, it was just, like, a staple. You went every couple of years. Yeah. And because, like, I grew up on the North Shore, it was like, oh, we got to go to the Volcano Room. Because oh. we live next to Rangitoto, so like, oh, we got to show you this. Like it was, yeah. I I've always had a fascination with museums, but I think it was because like I was kind of nerdy as a kid. Yeah. Um, but like they're so the fact that they're like still free and things like that like yeah. blows my mind. I have such a love hate relationship with museums mm. because yeah, sometimes I look all around and like this stuff stolen, mm. but great date location, ultimately. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and even if you're not enjoying the stolen artifacts <laughs> yeah. you can comment on that you mm. can sort of you can test where your date's at with that that's a well. good idea right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah real real character mark eh? yeah i know yeah. that like aucklanders really love taking their dates to the auckland museum at night because they put all the fancy lights on even though oh. you can't go inside you just sit out the front on the oh, stairs. i didn't know that oh yeah it's Aucklander. like it's like prime time like yeah people love that spot do you know where people need to stop going on dates where mini golf Oh, why? I don't want to go to Holy Moly. Like, like I feel, yeah, Holy Moly is not where, yeah, I, I, I feel like laser tag should be higher on the list. Oh, yeah. Yeah, movies yes. are like, I get why people go movies, but I'm like. Shy, it's giving shy. Yeah, it's giving shy. Like, go do something different, but you don't also don't want to be like super quirky and be like, let's go paintballing or something like that. Cause I, I feel think like paintballing's a... potentially fun depending on how much they, they yeah. get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, are we on the same line. team? Like, yeah, I yeah. think same team, actually. Why do I immediately go yeah, opposite? Like, we're fighting each other. That's so telling. <laughs> That's so telling. Yeah. <laughs> That's so harrowing. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to smoke your first, like date on the first date. That probably wouldn't be 
ideal. No, but my... I don't think she'll mind. One of my closest friends was telling me that her and her boyfriend went to time zone recently and he was so bad at the basketball game oh. that she was like, what's happening over oh. here? Like, I think you have to, there's a level of wellness that you have to do. You have yeah. to achieve a certain level. But anyway, um, your show, <laughs> getting real into this. And where can people uh, follow the show and follow you and stay up to date with everything? Follow the show. I mean, we're on all socials, mm. I think. Even even the scary ones, like TikTok. <laughs> um, you guys join Threads yet? I'm on Threads personally, mm. and I regret it. But um, <laughs> I just, I don't need to see Instagram people try and be Twitter people. It's Sometimes people's are nice to look at but not listen to. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> like, is that... Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes people are both, and that's yeah. why you get video podcasts happening. Yeah. Because oh. we're, nailing, we're nailing both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so got the visual. People say I have a face for radio, and here I am on camera. Bravely. <laughs> um, but where can people follow you on social media and stay up to date with everything you've got going on? I'm at Janae H on Instagram, which people always read as like Janie, but it's, it's Janae H is how I envisioned it. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Um, new episodes of Two Cents Too Much every Tuesday. Yeah. Make sure to check that out on the spinoff or just anywhere on social media. Getting back into the show, fashion. 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 Not my strong point. People seem to think that I'm very fashionable. I feel like I just wear clothes that I like. I don't, I don't consider myself like a like a style icon or anything like that. I'm not ASAP Rocky out here. You know, I, 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 you know, I wear sneens, bro. Like, I don't really know if that's who I am. So I don't consider myself like some upper echelon opinionate on fashion, but I feel like we can all equally agree that aviator aviator shades have fallen off, right? They fell off. They're not as cool as they like. Do you remember? Do you remember 2006 through maybe 2012, aviator sunglasses were the ish, right? It was like we came out of that period of like the Kanye shades, you know, the ones that had the blinders. They had the little like blinds on them and everyone thought those were super cool. We moved out of the dirty dog area, you know what I mean? And we shifted in to the aviator area. Everybody, everybody was wearing it. It didn't matter what outfit you wore. People would wear aviators with that. You get a you get a fitted cap on, some baggy jeans, a hoodie, and some aviator shades. You got a cardigan on, some skinny jeans, some Doc Martin boots, aviator shades. It didn't matter where you came from. Aviator shades were upper echelon, top tier fashion. And then they just disappeared, bro. I put some on I put some on, on the weekend and I looked at myself and I just thought, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> these these are glasses that people do you remember people were like spending like hundreds of dollars on aviator shades like everyone wore them if evie was here i'm sure she'd tell you that emos wore them i don't know if they did but i feel like they did everyone wore aviator shades right but they just they just disappeared like one day it was just like they weren't the thing and then like the ray-bans like square glasses that was like the new thing it's so strange like sunglasses probably hold their place in fashion for a lot longer than other things Skinny jeans is probably, <laughs> like, they're, they're also up there. But it was just so strange. And they just, like, went from being the coolest thing to just not cool overnight. But in saying that, Tom Cruise looked pretty scucks in those. I'm not going to, like, you know what I mean? Tom Cruise pulled those off in Top Gun. It makes sense. He's a he's a fighter pilot and he's wearing aviators because he's a pilot. And, look, all I'm saying is, what are the next shades that are going to be in? I, I've been wearing Oakley's lately. I feel like the bright-coloured, sort of sporty sunglasses are definitely in like i feel like they're the next thing i feel like 
And I'm just throwing this out there based off of my understanding of what the future looks like in movies. We're going to be wearing snowboarding goggles soon. I think they're on the way. I think they're on the way. Especially with climate change and things like that happening. And there's going to be sandstorms and stuff. You're going to you're gonna regret not owning a pair of sun, like, snow goggles. I'm telling you. Or scuba gear. You know? Some scuba goggles. <laughs> Earlier in the week, the Tahi team broke a new record. Earliest guest. Now, we've had guests turn up early on the show before, sometimes 30 minutes before an interview, but this guest broke that record by a solid 15 minutes, 45 minutes early for their interview, Elena, an incredibly talented Tonga musician uh, out of here in Okilangi, Tamaki Makoto. Uh, she is phenomenal, man. I went to see her at a show with Sam V. It was like his farewell show before he went over to the States. And I was blown away by how talented she was. Eddie had nothing but good things to say about her when he came through. Uh, and fortunate enough for Evie, she managed to catch up with her. She's ran this interview that we recorded earlier in the week. So without further ado, here's Evie's interview with Elena. I'm lucky enough today to be joined by Elena, who's just got a brand new single out called Senses. Um, thank you for coming. How are you going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you for asking. That's Not good. everyone asks, you know. Oh. Not everyone asks me. I got you, girl. Um, you got a couple songs out now, and you've already had over 200k streams. Did you expect that? What was it feeling like to watch those numbers like stack up? I hope to see that. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, uh, you know, I want the best for my music. I want people to enjoy my music. I want new people every day, you know, because like I put time into that. I put my effort into that to like give it to you guys. So yeah, I really like seeing it go up. It's you're still young, still fresh, like, on the scene right now. Yeah. Um, we're loving the tracks, and we're really excited to, like, see what you do next. But when you think about your career going forward, what do you envision? Like, is there someone you want to emulate, or do you have sort of a different path in mind carved out already? Honestly, I just want to perform. You know, I just want to go on tour, perform, make music, you know, meet my supporters, meet my fans. And just all have a good time, to be honest. Yeah, like just exo to a life. Like. Yeah, just anything, you know. Just I'm like, not going to block my blessings. I'm going to take, like, my opportunities. Yeah. Um, we had um, Eddie on the beat in studio a couple of weeks ago, and he was lovely. How did... You guys collaborated a lot. Um, How did that come to be, that sort of dynamic duo you guys have going right now? Um, it actually became a thing... I met Hales on TikTok. True. And then Hales met Eddie, and then he kind of met me just on, like, social media. And at the time, I was still, like, pretty pretty new. Like, my page, I, like, just kind of started up. I had, like, a few videos and stuff on. But um, ever since then, he, like, picked me for a New Zealand funding, like, artist development thing. Thing. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> Yeah, and then we made, like, a couple tracks together and stuff. And that's when I met, like, um, Astro and Sam V. And then I got to work with those guys, and it was really cool. Yeah, so nice mm. to you. Yeah, yeah very good. nice. I'm, good. like, little princess of the group. That must be kind of, like, slow. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Everyone looks after you. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, but, you know. So you're studying music right now. Yeah. When did you have that moment of, like, actually, I'm a mean singer and, like, I can do this as my future? <laughs> uh, that took me a while. 
um, because I struggled with mental health, mm. which is one of the reasons why I left school at a young age. But um, my family is really supportive. I have heaps of friends that supported me in that. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to like audition for Excel. And um, knowing that I didn't have like NCA level one or anything, I was like, I'm running off talent. So I'm, I'm hoping for the best. And I got it. So I think that was like my little peak point where I was like, if I can get into this, then, you know, who knows what I can get into next. Mm, like yeah. sky's the limit. Like, yeah. I think there's often things like that, right? You get that one moment of validation and that's yeah. kind of all you needed. Yeah. And you're like, mm, nah, I'm going to be fine. Like, yeah. Because like you. your biggest critic is yourself. So it's just like, you, sometimes you just need that little push. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, your new song, Senses, just came out, which is a fun one for me to say with my lisp. Senses. Um, <laughs> it's very soul, very R&B, a little bit jazz. It suits your voice, like, so beautifully. Like, love it. It's a really good song for, like, the shit weather we've been having, I feel. I'm, like, vibing it. Mm. Tell me a little bit about the lyrics. Like, what's it about? Who's it for? Ugh, I don't write songs about people. Um... Unless they really did something to me. <laughs> uh, but I don't I don't talk to people like that. But um Sam and Hales uh like are like my lyricists. Mm. So they write for me, they co write with me. Um that song was like everyone can perceive it in their own way. I think of it as like a game, kinda like a maze. So it's like whoever can get out first. Cause it's pretty petty, you know, like you thought what like you thought you was it but you were only practice. Like, it's kind of that vibe. Yeah. It's fun to be pity sometimes. It, it is fun. It is why fun. Not? Like, especially if you've got a song, you can do it. Yeah. Like, why not? I like, would. that's um, the best comeback. My co-host, Saul Malo, who's not here right now, he saw you perform at Sam V's show and he was blowing up all of our phones being like, you've got to check this girl out. Like, she's so good. So we were like, listening to it. We're like, oh shit, like, she's fucking awesome I'm wondering about like the difference for you between recording in the studio working with the guys you're working with and then just being on stage which one comes more naturally to you being on stage uh it definitely takes a little bit of time to like perfect in a way but I think for me being on stage is like I can be more fun and I can do more things because people are, like, here with me. Like, they're watching me. I can, like, interact with them and, like, you know, feed off of their energy. And then in studio, it's real chill. Like, I can show off. I can do as many takes as I want. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, it's a vibe for both of them. Yeah. And what have you got cooking up in the background right now? An EP? An album, dare I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have... My next song, Selfish, which will probably be releasing this month. I have been working on a song with Hone, if you guys know who that is. Um, I am working on an album, a testimonial album. It's going to be like R&B, Christian kind of vibe. And so my songs will be like the stages that I've been through of my life. Some of them will be letters, some of them will be like the concept is... The verses will be me talking to God and then the choruses will be God talking back to me and it'll have a message for like specific things because I know people go through stuff and like I know I'm not the only one you know and so I want to have that message 
that can really like touch people and be like damn you know pain is only temporary you know so yeah that's so cool and like, I lights. think it's so interesting like I think it's really cool I think it's really like special that you want to create something that can be there for people you yeah. know I think that's real cool yeah. I got one more question who would be your ultimate dream New Zealand collab you can't pick someone you already work with you have to pick someone else of all time so I can't be like Sandy <laughs> <laughs> lucky I want that to happen oh yeah um I don't know I don't know New Zealand artists like like that you know I'm not like <laughs> you know I love that I haven't done my research like, like everyone goes oh lord I'm like oh lord? Okay. Yeah, everyone picks lord every oh, time lord. so I like that answer better um, before we wrap up could you tell the people the best place to find all your music especially though your new song Senses Oof. Spotify YouTube Apple Music Spotify <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can also check out my Instagram I post up on there keep you guys updated and yeah. Yeah, and any performances coming up in the next wee while? The 29th. 29th. Yes. 29th. Put it in your diary. Yes. 29th. I'll keep you guys updated on my Instagram. Thank you so much for coming today. Yeah, it's been no fun. Worries. Thank you. It's been fun to chat. It's okay. Big shout out to Evie. She came in on one of the days where I wanted to work from home to record that interview. And a big shout out to Elena for being 45 minutes early to the interview. I love the punctuality and passion and reliability and her talent all around uh, big shout out to evie and elena incredible stuff getting back into the show though if you know anything about me you know that like i'm not the i don't want to sound like a hater all right this isn't a jack harlow situation where hating is my passion here this is just like it's how i feel about his latest catalog it's it's in 2010 roughly he dropped uh, an incredible album that totally changed his sound and really re like sorry i'm gonna start that again re-energized revitalized i want to talk about an artist today an artist who i don't this isn't a jack harlow situation hating isn't my passion here i'm just not sold on his latest catalog like his his latest releases just haven't been up to scratch for me personally i think he's way more talented than what he's released that artist is drake drake is complicated i feel like everybody's got a project that they love of his and it's not certified love boy all right <laughs> to me up there like views was a pretty good album but i still think like it i don't know it, it still holds up is if you're reading this it's too late i think that was such a phenomenal album it just totally changed how drake sounded it, it revitalized the hip-hop genre um it, it was it was crazy and i just feel like he he just hasn't released anything on that level i mean scorpio actually was pretty good um the is it the dark tapes or something like that those are all right like but i just feel like he's hasn't it just hasn't hit the same but one thing that you can always rely on mr aubrey graham to do is drop some phenomenal collabs in the past, we've had great ones from Drake and Rihanna, like just some of the best music of all time. Like you can't you can't deny that, right? That's just like a fair statement. Uh, one of his earlier collabs was with Nicki Minaj, and Aubrey Graham. Drake has announced that he has a new record with Nicki Minaj on the way. Now, regardless of how you feel about Drake or Nicki Minaj, 
it's gonna be a banger, right? Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a big record. I can already foresee it now that it's going to be huge. All right, I for one am looking forward to it. I don't know whether I'm gonna, like I don't know if I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it, but I guarantee you it will play in every store that I go into for the next six months. Every store. It's it's the backbone of Drake's career. Woman are behind every hit single that Drake has ever written. All right, that and a Ghostwriter. So I'm personally, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see what Drake can bring forward. Um, I hope it sort of matches that past energy that he has had with like Rihanna and Nicki Minaj in the past. Um, and it's cool to see the two of them, you know, being that YM, um, the Young Money Cash Money group. Like, like seeing him sort of go back to that is it's exciting. I'd love to see Lil Wayne on the record too. Though I think that would just be like a cool throwback. We don't have to worry about Birdman, but. Are you excited? Are you not? Let me know. Talk me a message on the Tahi Instagram. Let me know. Are you going to be excited about this new Drake record? I feel like Drake's an artist who breaks across most genres. I feel like everyone can enjoy some Drake, right? Even my dad. Maybe not, but, you know, almost everyone. Joining me on the show, our latest departure. So, yeah, um, <laughs> Liam has handed in their resignation. They have. They're quitting. Yeah. They, they're just... You know, giving up <laughs> <laughs> no okay jokes aside Liam is uh, departing the team that is yeah. why we are hiring there's no that way that we can replace Liam um, but hopefully just fill that role there is know. a way to replace them and it's by applying for the job yeah, yeah. well I mean never, <laughs> but, never replace you in my heart no, in my yeah, spirit yeah, yeah. G happy Matariki <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna I'm gonna put Liam on our I'm gonna put Liam on our remembrance board. Oh I'm gonna remember God. you this Matariki. Yeah. I'm gonna no. reflect on my memories oh, of Liam. I should have actually timed a resignation around, around this That would have been the funniest way to announce your resignation. It's like put your Not even the whole company email, just like putting me myself on the remembrance board. Yeah, like, it's just an Easter photo. Yeah, just an Easter egg. Like <laughs> But yeah, you're still here for like how long? Like another you look like here for like weeks. another three weeks. Three yeah. weeks. Shocks. You got three weeks to find someone better than me. I have three weeks to plan a farewell for you. Yeah, you do. I'm thinking laser tag. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what Liam loves? Laser tag. <laughs> among uh, many things. You know, among and um and I don't know. We could we could do like a we could do like a like mini golf. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, go to Waikiki do a wine tour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can play um, hide and go seek. Yeah, let's go home, stay home. Yeah, bull rush. Down, thumbs up. We can make slime. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm already loving this farewell. We'll make ASMR videos All before in you one go. Day. Oh, it's gonna be a crazy day of just full blown debauchery. Yeah, making slime and putting post-it notes on Harry's desk. Yes, we should cover his entire I car and post it. Uh, yeah, again, yeah. I've done that once. Yeah. and great. But you know what annoyed me was Harry was, like, very chill about it. Harry was just like... <sighs> yeah, and I also did it in a way where he could just take the whole thing off in one go. Yeah, you did him a solid, I'm not yeah. going to lie. You should have made his life difficult. Anyways. You should, um... You should glad wrap his desk and chair together. <laughs> oh, that was too far. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Fair All right. enough. <laughs> fair um, is there anything you'd like to say? To the people? No, because I'm going to be on the show yeah. again next week. So, <laughs> Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? I don't know. Who <laughs> Maybe knows? I'll edit you out. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just you wait. This is hitting the cutting room floor. I don't know. Anyway, um, we hope you enjoyed today's show. Um, like I said, <laughs> Liam's leaving. 
Evie's, apply for my job. Yeah, apply for Liam's job. Um, you get to enjoy the join the Tahi team for. It's he sounds lots, so excited about it. So right? excited. I don't I don't want to I don't want, no one apply for the job, so Liam can stay, all right? Um but you can check that roll out on the RNZ Careers website. Uh, we'll have a link up to it on the Tahi social media pages, like Instagram in particular. Um and we will be back next week, Tuesday. Enjoy your Matariki weekend. Um remember to thank your local Maori for the public holiday. Thank you, Liam. You're welcome. Appreciate it. All right, until we see you next Tuesday, Tofa Sui 4 and Kakiti. <laughs>